You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast, is proudly sponsored by The Terrace, the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandising. Check out their range of Forest merch by visiting theterracestore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Welcome to 1865. It was another disappointing result for the Reds as again they lost 2-1, again they conceded disappointing goals, uh, the difference being this time they're at home and playing against 10 men. Here's our Tom with the match report. Forrest played OK in the first 20-odd minutes, knocking the ball around without creating many openings and gaining quite a few free kicks, but again, our set pieces have been relatively poor in recent seasons. During the first half, Ryan Yates had a shot from about 25 yards which hit the Bournemouth post. After this, on 28 minutes, David Brooks managed to get in behind the Forest left-back position and slot the ball past Bruce Samba and the Forest goal. Forest did uh, play OK after this trying to create an opening but really tra- troubling Mark Travers in the Bournemouth goal. Forrest went in 1-0 down at half-time. However, three minutes after half-time, a good set-piece on the left-hand side meant that Scott McKenna was meant to get his head through the ball and head it past the Bournemouth goalkeeper. Forrest were 1-1 at this point, but ten minutes later, a decent play for Bournemouth down there, left-hand side, Forrest right-hand side, meant that Philip Billing was meant to slot the ball on Bruce Samba's near post. This was a disappointing goal to concede. Any keeper at a decent level should be saving that. And I just think, in re- for everything what Bruce Samba's done for Nottingham Forest, some say he let a soft goal in last week against Coventry and they did the same yesterday. A few minutes later, Bournemouth's David Brooks got a second yellow card for pulling back Jordi Osei-Tutu. Forest rallied after this, getting the ball into wide positions and um, create, trying to create a few openings. But why didn't Chris Uton sacrifice one of his precious midfielders and give them something to think about? I don't know if Joe Lolly or Lyle Taylor was knackered or whatever, but if there wasn't, why didn't you keep them on the field and then bring Lewis Graben and Martin on and actually go for it? I just think that two holding midfielders against 10 men killed us yesterday. 
and our two centre-halves tried to pick up the ball yesterday. They still had 10 men behind the ball, so it wasn't really an advantage as far as tried to um, break them down. But we just went from side to side without really uh, creating many chances. It was really frustrating yesterday. I thought, why didn't we actually go for it when, when they went down to 10 men? Chris Hutton's now had two league defeats on the spin now, and we played Blackburn Rovers on Wednesday. I just think that we need to be consistent over sustained periods of the game to actually win games at the moment. And also, I do believe that he needs another three or four players to actually improve the side and take us a bit further up the league. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, now, let's speak to Jonathan Spark, who uh, is a contributor to the Bournemouth YouTube channel, Cherry's Red Army. Thanks for joining us, John. Um, a 2-1 away win with your best player sent off and a team and a bench with a lot of kids. You must be delighted with that result. Yes, I'm absolutely delighted with the win. When you consider as well, we have probably eight first-teamers that are out of the starting eleven, and four academy graduates coming in uh, to replace them with a fifth, really, in, in Travers, who has a little bit more experience, but still is is another academy graduate, to look like the better team for you know, decent spells of the game, even if we had, did ride our luck a little bit with you know Yates' shot off the post and, and, and a few other moments. There's a hell of a lot of positives to take from the way we performed in the first hour and then with how stubborn we were and how organised we were for pretty much the rest of the half an hour with one or two scares. But overall, it's incredibly positive after that game. Do you think the win was down to Bournemouth's game management or did you expect more from Forrest playing against 10 men? So I think Bournemouth did everything they could in the last half an hour to make sure that they continue to press at a decent level, even managed to fashion a couple of good chances, really, when we were down to 10 men as well, with the offside goal and Solanke being inches away from, from tapping in from a Leaf Davis cross. But I think the the movement, the, the changes that Parker made when he did, I think were the right ones to put us into a... a a four-four-one and then a and, a and then a five-three-one to really try and shore up the game as much as possible. But at the same time, yes, you have to look at when Lewis Grabham was brought on for Lyle Taylor. I did raise my eyebrow as that you know when when you need to be getting a goal and you're going up against ten men. I I was surprised that you didn't bring on you know more attackers earlier and and I don't know his name, but there was the tricky winger that came on. I think it was on the left hand side with not long to go, looked tidy. And especially against tiring players, you would have thought he would have been on almost as soon as the David Brooks was sent off. So, yeah, I think Chris Hewden was a bit overly negative. But you did make one or two chances that on another day you might have been able to put away for the draw. But I, I certainly would have been disappointed as a Forest fan that you weren't going all out to really win that game after, despite being a goal down, there's no reason why against 10 men you can't really push on to, to get something more from a game. Your two goal scorers are both probably better than championship level. Maybe one of those things where they're kind of too good for the championship. Maybe not quite le ready for Premier League level. Although Brooks obviously has a lot of potential. Now, a lot of Forest fans are pointing the finger at Bree Samba for letting in that second goal in particular. Um, but do you think it was the class of Brooks and Billing as finishers that made the difference with those goals? So for the first goal, I'd probably mean more looking at the defence from a, a Nottingham perspective. Uh, firstly, the centre-back that doesn't really stop Solanke from t 
turning with the ball once he gets it. But more importantly, I would say, is that David Brooks just isn't tracked by the left-back at all. And it's the centre-back that ends up getting close to him. But the fact that Brooks was able to get into the box with no pressure, then take that many touches before putting it away is... Yeah, you could argue the goalie maybe could have done better, but certainly the defence was terrible for that goal. And for the second one, looking at the defence, well, I mean, that move, the underlapping run from, you know, moving on from the attacker, putting it to the byline, we've scored goals in our last four games against Chelsea, MK Dons, West Brom, and now uh, Forest with that move. So that's going to be most defences. The goalkeeper, though, yeah terrible decision to try and guess that he's going to put it across the goal and, and gets beaten at the near post. It's a strong shot, but yeah, he, he really should have saved that. Ryan Yates hit the post in the first half and Lewis Graben had the ball nicked off his toe, I think by Chris Meppham in stoppage time. Um, Graben had also had an effort against the bar, which was ruled offside. Alex Mighton went close. And I mean, let's be honest, you're an away fan. For some of that match, you had 10 men. You must have had your heart in your mouth. Yeah, just a bit heart in the mouth. Um, when you go down to 10 men with half an hour to go, even if if you have a 2-1 up, you do expect the worst, regardless of what team you're playing and what team you have out. And I think that apart from really only two chances, though, we, we coped with it very well. There's the, the grab and header that was saved onto the bar that was offside and the um, cross that... Uh, Chris Meppen was able to get just about in the way of uh, right towards the end of added time where you did manage to create some space on the, on the wing and, and put a good ball into the box. But yeah, those were two good chances, but Bournemouth also created really two two really good chances on the counter ourselves, even with 10 men. There was the, offside, the goal that was given offside, which I think I haven't been able to see back, but I think was correctly given as offside for the our left back was... Um, beyond the last man before cutting the ball back and then Solanke was inches away from poking it at the back of the net from a Leaf Davis cross so that game the, the the chances were a lot more even than it should have been um, despite our dis- one man disadvantage but it was it was it was back to the wall for a long part of it there's no doubt and there's fantastic resilience and an organisation and management and you know, resilience from from our players to 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 come away with a win after after that. Okay, and finally, uh, Forest fans are worried with just well with no points from the first two league games, albeit with a League Cup match where we played the kids against Bradford, and Chris Hutton is perceived as being too cautious as a coach. Now, what do you think of Forest's chances for the rest of this season on the basis of today's match? So before the start of the season, I really had Forrest pushing to challenge in a playoff position. I don't think I didn't think they would get into the playoffs um, because I still think there's you know limit limitations to the squads quality wise with you know the the money you've got to spend with the players you've got in your squad that you need to get rid of. But you know Chris Hutton being an experienced manager who got quite a few teams promoted and has a record, I think, of getting every team that he started a season with in the in the championship promoted that season i don't see that happening at all at the moment unless he makes some big changes to really allowing some of the some of the more creative players onto the pitch and and being able to do their stuff and i know i've seen a lot of problems with 
Forest fans not happy with Joe Lolly's performance and I would agree Jordan Zamora at left back is very vulnerable defensively and he was not challenged today in the way that I expected um, you've got Zinkenagel doing a much better job on the left hand side and I don't remember seeing very much of Johnson in this game which is a shame because obviously he got the assist in the Coventry game and looked quite nice but I don't remember much of what he did I think as much as you do need to have a good defence to get out of this division you need to score goals and that seems to be a problem at the moment whether that's Taylor Graben or whether that's the, the actual service to them whatever the problem is that needs to be sorted before Forrest are going to have any chance of going up this season Okay, so we say a big thank you to Jonathan Sparks from the Cherry's Red Army YouTube channel. Uh, and you can find them by just looking for Cherry's Red Army on Twitter or on Instagram or indeed on YouTube. And also thank you to Thomas Newton for providing us with the red perspective on that. It's been a really tough start to the season. You can also hear some of my thoughts on the second tier podcast this week. Uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.